Hello, book lovers. Welcome to Two Lit Chicks, where Julia Boggio and Jen Hyatt talk to writers about the books that changed their lives. Two Lit Chicks is like Desert Island is, but for books. This podcast is for anybody who loves books and considers them to be one of the main relationships in their lives. Each episode, we talk with a famous writer about the books that changed them. Welcome to season two of Two Lit Chicks. We hope that you've had a lovely summer. Jen, have you had a lovely summer? I've had a, an interesting summer. I mean, summers always mean children home from school. You've had your kids home from school as well, I, I imagine. Yeah, um, I, wha- but- I whack them into camps. So <laughs> my my kids are older and resist. One's come back from uni and one is just actually just started secondary school, high school. So it, it's not quite so easy just to do what I used to do them when they were little and force them into learning. I don't know. Magic. <laughs> magic. <laughs> magic camp. For a week. Magic. Camp. <laughs> and I find it. Oh, God, it's such a struggle, isn't it? I mean, just finding any headspace for writing time when there are kids around. And I found myself doing something actually quite weird which I have never tried before Julia this is your bad influence on me of course is I tried writing in odd moments without the kids little light scenes humorous scenes humorous um, you yeah I know I'm dabbling <laughs> I'm dabbling um <laughs> probably, but, but it was quite funny there was me thinking I was doing pretty well with it and then I managed to sneak away from the whole family and go and do various bits and pieces at the really wonderful Edinburgh International Book Festival and then I was there, I was thinking, yeah, I can write a nice little funny scene. And I I heard a session with the screen TV and theatre writer, Georgia Pritchett, who's done things like Succession, uh, Miranda, Have I Got News For You, Smack The Pony, Veep. Think Of It, Veep, yeah, the whole lot. And, oh my God, I thought I could write funny, but she just sits there and she's hilarious. Um, and she was talking about her memoir, which is all about her journey with anxiety, really, which is called My Mess is a Bit of a Life. And Julia, I have some great news. Tell me, tell me. George is going to come on the show. Ah, that's amazing. I'm really excited to speak with her and I better start watching Succession. <laughs> <laughs> it's been on my list for a while. It's one of those people go, oh, it's so good. It's so good. So, yeah, I'm going to to finally buckle down and watch that. Well, we started and I didn't like anybody in it. And then that's supposed to be the whole point of it. And you become addicted to these really rotten characters. And I get mm. enough of that with my own writing, actually. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, so tell me about you. Where have you been to? I know you went off to the States for a bit. Back I home. did. I did. I got to go to America for the first time since before the pandemic and see my family. So it was it was wonderful. We saw Hugh Jackman and the Music Man in New York. Oh, oh I thought and you he... meant you live. Yeah, live, live. Yeah. Oh my Hi. God, he's such a pinup. I love him. I love. He's great. I mean, he's very natural on stage. He's so natural. He's he's got it got it down. But yeah, he's got a lot of energy. I really really loved him, and uh, and we had great seats because it's uh, very handy to have a friend who's the marketing manager of the Schubert Group. <laughs> so whenever I go to see my parents, they every time they insist that I go through the boxes that I left there in their houses over 25 years ago when I left the United States. Because oh, wow. they, they have this idea that I can somehow whittle them down. You know, it's like they just keep me th- making me throw stuff out that I don't really want to throw out. Um, so I did bring some of it back. But it's like a real journey down memory lane. You know, I've, and, I, and at my dad's house, my God, I found loads of boxes of books that I had forgotten about. You know, I think we need to redo the episode when we talk about the books that affected us because I 
forgotten about. You've forgotten what they were. <laughs> forgotten. So okay. any really memorable ones? Well, I love, there was a, a comic series called Bloom County, which I forgot that I absolutely loved. And it was a really subversive sort of um, fun thing. The main character was a penguin named Opus. And I mean, I had the whole collection and I tried to bring it back in my suitcase, but I couldn't fit it, unfortunately. And I tried to get it all sent back. You should back. have left one of the children. They, they should, <laughs> you know, it's just a trade-off. Yeah, Eat grand- the books, leave the child with the grandparents. Leave them in grandparent camp. Um, but yeah, no. So, and I've, I'm trying to get uh, some quotes on getting everything sent over to me. And it, they want like 1500 to $2,000 to bring over 10 boxes of books. Yeah, but it was it was really interesting going through you know my own personal history, you know, and 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 going through my mother's house. It's like the living museum of my life, yeah. But um, you know, speaking of history, we also have a great historical author coming on, Francis Quinn, whose most recent book is uh, That Bonesetter Woman, which I'm really excited to read. So uh, so yeah, she's going to be coming on this season as well, isn't she? Yes, she is. And and of course, her deputy, The Smallest Man, was a great success. So really looking forward to talking to Fran. But I'm still intrigued by your your life in the the attic, Julia. I can kind of see you surrounded by cobwebs and, you know, witchy memorabilia. What else? Did you find anything else worthwhile up there? I found uh, all of my old bodice rippers, you know, the pictures where you have lusty pirates holding on to damsels and and well, apparently they you can sell them for good money these days, but I wouldn't want to, of course. You know, those are I want to hold on to all of them. <laughs> so far from our really exciting lives and you reading bodice rippers for your summer vacation, Julia, and your dad's attic, which conjures up all sorts of strange images. What's been happening out there in the publishing world? Well, I think that we have to mention what's happened to Sam and Rushdie. Uh, where he was attacked during a lecture recently. I was absolutely shocked when I heard about it. Yeah, me me too. I was with some friends that evening and all of us were reminiscing about the publication of Satanic Verses and how a fatwa was placed on him and leading him to spend years and years in exile. But anyway, we should say it in his own words. Uh, he wrote, an attack on our ability to tell stories is not just censorship. It is a crime against our nature as human beings. It is very, very easy not to be offended by a book. You just have to close it. Wise words. And our our thoughts are with his family and we are sending him our wishes for a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Um, So that was some sad news over the summer. There's of course been lots of really happy news for the continuing trend of celebrities who seem to be able to publish a book just by blinking an eye, even if they've got very little experience of being an author. Does that sound like sour grapes? Well, yes, it is. Speaking of the publishing industry, I was talking to Francesco Sedita, who we'll be interviewing later in the season as well. He's the president of the children's section of Penguin Publishing. And he was telling me that there's a major paper shortage. Damn, Julia, we're going to have to make a choice. We either have toilet tissue or we write on it. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, yeah, he was he was saying they've had to push back loads of books because uh, because of a lack of paper in the world. So, yeah, that's yeah. just that's just add it add it to the pile of reasons why Julia and Jen can't get published. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you know. I, I know that you're kind of reminiscing about when you were young, but you can actually write on a, straight onto a computer. Did you know that? 
No. <laughs> yeah, we have the technology. <laughs> Digital and audio, darling. We don't need paper. What oh. we do, though, I have a bit of a stationary fetish. Have I ever told you this? No. Oh, I love stationery. I it's almost it bookshops and stationery shops. I'm like I'm a bit pervy. I think I like I like running my fingers over really beautiful paper. It's just a, a thing <laughs> and really nice pens. What do what kind of surface do you write on? I write on blank now. I've used to write on on lines. Then I moved to squares, and then I just do blank pages now. I'm really messy. So I mean, I do have a blank notebook that I, I'm writing in for two lit chicks. Uh, but when I'm writing notes for my books, I prefer the moleskin, the A4 moleskins. And I have one for each of my books and they're all lined. I need to I need to have it neat or else I would never find anything. Yeah, I find <laughs> I'm surrounded by beautiful stationary books. And some of them have like, you know, three pages filled because I never continued the story. And the others are just <laughs> packed and have added bits of paper and stuff maybe that should be the way i decide what to write next well i found about a hundred of those when i was at home unpacking the boxes so i kept finding notebooks where i'd started stories that they were all fantasy stories all of them fantasy um and uh yeah so i'd have like a couple chapters and then the rest of the notebook would be empty so but oh, i can't right. i can't throw it out though no, definitely not. I think we should actually read something from our childhood years one that one, on one of the shows. I I remember, I've got it somewhere, a story that was called Grumble Spludge, which I must have written when I was about 12, <laughs> which was about this boy who had everything that was not not attractive and but how he turned out to be a real hero. I It was, you know, my little social justice number coming through very, very early, I think. But I'll have to look at Grumble Spludge and then we could read it on air and you could read one of yours as well. That would be a laugh. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and painful. <laughs> Get your latest book fix with the two chicks. We have our first episode next week with a writing celebrity. We open up our season with Joanne Harris. Now, Judy, you and I remember Joanne Harris when her debut, I don't think it was her debut actually, but Chocolat was published uh, in the late 90s. I think it's one of three that she wrote and it was the real catapult for her career and yeah. it was made into that Oscar-nominated film with Juliette Binoche, the very beautiful Juliette Binoche. But, you know, honestly, when I read about what Joanne's done since then, like 19 more novels, novellas, short stories, game scripts, libretti for operas, screenplays, a stage musical and three cookbooks. And then we also have to mention Kit DeWall, who's just had a book come out the last week, I think. So she's going to be coming on and her her one of her books, My Name is Leon, has just been made into a TV series, hasn't it? It has indeed. It was originally shortlisted for the Costa Book Award and uh, mm. it's got, did it have Lenny Henry in? I think it did. Yeah, so the wonderful Kit DeWall is coming on and she's just published her memoir without warning and only sometimes. I, I think Kit will be just magnificent. Another person who's um, done a lot to advocate around social social issues and social justice issues, particularly things like fostering and adoption. What a lineup! What a lineup! And actually, we can't miss out Stacey McEwen, and she is a TikToker with 300,000 followers. And Jen and I are very keen to get our TikTok go. Actually, we you have gotten our TikTok. We have almost a thousand followers on TikTok now. We do love TikTok, and we're looking forward to doing some more fun bits on TikTok over the over the season. 
Yeah, you may have noticed we've been putting up some uh, little interviews, street interviews from the Edinburgh Book Festival that Jen's been doing. And our plan is to continue doing that. I'm taking a trip to Dollywood later this year, or actually in a few weeks time. So hopefully I can get a few people there as well. <laughs> and if you want to get our attention with the book that changed your life, just do your own video and hashtag it Books Change Lives and tag Two Lit Chicks. We want to build a library of books that have changed lives for people. We've done quite a lot of those already in the last season. And we had such fabulous guests there. And some of them have even managed to produce yet more books. I think I think that Julie Cohen's just uh, published another book, hasn't she, Julia? Yes, uh, Julie's book, Summer People, came out in August. And we wish her the best of luck with that. And also, I've been seeing some early scenes from Lessons in Chemistry from Bonnie Garmus's book, with Brie Larson up on uh, social media. So that's really exciting. And also I'm really looking forward to seeing who's been cast in Wahala, which is Nikki May's book. And we interviewed her last season as well. So, uh, so if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, please do go back because there is lots of fabulous um, chat and information there. Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm suffering from publishing envy all of these wonderful people doing wonderful things. But I'm also suffering from study envy. Did you see Claire Fuller's post of her, of her new writing room? Oh, my God. It's to die for. They've just bought a chapel in the area she lives. And she posted on Instagram an image of the writing, her writing room, which has all these beautiful kind of gothic windows and looks out across amazing landscapes. I want that study. I've got study envy. Yeah, I've got it as well, because I'm in my new house now. This is my first podcast I'm uh, recording in the new house. And I'm staring at a wall of flamingos. Oh, Julia, nice. I think you invited me to stay in a room that is turquoise or something. Or it looks like... It's it got looks a like rainbow. Brit it looks like it's, there's a rainbow wallpaper and it looks like a unicorn ejaculated all over it. Well, it's either that or one of Bridget Riley's very first works as a three-year-old. It's hard to tell. <laughs> We've both signed up for Mark Dawson's Advertising for Authors course as well, because whether whether we're going to be self-published or whether we are going to get traditionally published, you know, I think that it's an extremely useful course to have, because even if you get traditionally published, I think you should act like a self-published author. As far well, as most figuring... published authors would say you need to do that anyway, because publishing That's budgets what, yeah. are, are not that great. And yeah. And you've got to, you know, it's an area in which you, you've got to self-promote. And and we're going to try to learn to, how to do it better. <laughs> exactly. This could be fun. Yeah. We will compare notes as we go through how we're doing. We have our new flash fiction competition theme, don't we? Oh, we do indeed. We're going to give you a bit more time and we'll announce more details on our website, tulitchits.org. But the theme is Books Change Lives. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to getting your entries for that. Uh, we, yeah, as she said, we will put the uh, competition deadline and all that onto the website. So have a look there. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. Or follow us on one of our social media channels, which you can find in the show notes. And we'll see you next week with our first episode. And listeners, we love you.
out on TikTok. We have almost a thousand followers on TikTok now. Yeah, with my terrible little videos. I, I, I'm not terrible. very bad at videos. My daughter looks at them all and she, do you know what? She's, she's the first one to like every single one of them. That always makes me feel better, even if she thinks they are appalling. But we are trying to learn the TikTok space. Um, no, we're not. Just ignore that. Cut that, Jeremy. 